0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Peace be with you. The worldwide peace stations are in full swing from VK4 in the east through VK6 in the west. There are stations on what was known as the Western Front during World War One. In fact, worldwide ham activity is remembering all who fell during the Great War. In this bulletin, more on our special event stations, as we are joined by VK4FUQ, VK4APM and VK6POP. Now first up, breaking news on Horus.
2: This is Grant, VK5GR, for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. Later this morning, the group will be flying another helium balloon out of Adelaide as part of Project Horus. This particular flight, however, will provide some new experimenting opportunities for radio amateurs right across South Australia, Western Victoria and hopefully as far east as Melbourne. This flight is particularly special as it marks the 50th Project Horus flight run by the group since 2010. It also is celebrating the amateur radio experimenters group's 20th birthday. As such, the mix of payloads has been designed to provide lots of opportunities for radio amateurs both inside and outside the footprint to get involved and experiment with something new, firstly there'll be a flying repeater operating on two meters and seventy centimeters. You'll hear the repeater on 147.5 MHz, and you'll be able to access it on 439.9 MHz using a 123 Hz CTCSS tone. Access to the repeater from the edge of coverage would be about six to seven hundred kilometers from its location at its highest point. Look out for net control on the repeater operating as VK5ARG and why not give us a call. Second, there'll be a new slow scan TV payload on board. This transmitter is going to be connected to a camera taking live photos from the balloon. It'll broadcast a new picture every couple of minutes on 145 decimal one MHz. Pictures will be sent in the Scotty 2 format, which is readily decodable by many popular slow scan TV packages, including the ones you can get on your smartphones just hold the phone near your 2-meter receiver speaker to decode the pictures live with the right software. We're also hopefully going to have on board a flying APRS transmitter on 145.175 megahertz, so that you can track the balloons on APRS.fi or any of your other favourite APRS tracking platforms. In addition, we'll also have our standard 100 board RTTY transmitter on 434.65, and we'll have our new 4FSK binary um, RITI transmitter on 434.64. Details of how to decode these signals are available on the ARIG website. Launch time is planned for 10am Australian Central Daylight Time which is 23.30 UTC today. That's Sunday the 4th of November. More details are available on the group's website and Facebook pages. Just search for the amateur radio experimenters group. We hope everyone enjoys experimenting this morning with their amateur radio targeted launch and we hope to see you all on the bands. 73s, this is Grant, VK5GR, for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group and Project Horus.
0: From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service, originating from VK1 WIA.
3: Howdy, this is Aiden VK4APM, with this week's board update. It's been an exciting week here at the WIA, with the ACMA recently releasing their much-awaited approach to market. But before we get onto that, this week's big win is in the area of interference management. In recent times, a number of operators within and outside Australia have reported interference on 7190 kHz between 1500 UTC and 1530 UTC. The source of this interference was traced to an Australian organisation, Reach Beyond Australia, from their global transmission complex in Kalanara, Western Australia. Over the course of this week, the WIA has been in contact with Reach Beyond, and whilst the ACMA have advised their operating within their authority, they have elected to cease their programming on 7190 kHz for the time being, whilst an approach is being made to the ACMA to prevent this occurring in the future. We would like to thank members of Reach Beyond for their open dialogue and working in the spirit of cooperation to rapidly mitigate the impact of this issue. Discussions will continue on the lack of harmonization between Australia and the rest of the world with respect to the use of the 7100 to 7200 kHz band and how this interference is to be avoided in the future. On Thursday the 25th of November, the ACMA published the widely anticipated approach to market to provide services to the ACMA relating to conducting examinations to assess amateur radio operator proficiency issuing of amateur radio certificates of proficiency, making recommendations to the ACMA about the allocation of call signs to amateur licensees, participation in the syllabus review panel and associated non-statutory administrative functions. The construct of the proposed service is consistent with Approach 1, as described in the consultation on amateur qualification frameworks issued earlier this year. The WIA has been preparing for the release of this approach to market and is well advanced in the delivery of a solution that will provide these services while increasing accessibility to amateur radio, reducing barriers to entry, and enhancing the role of amateur radio within the community. We would like to thank the team of people who've put their hand up to assist in the production of our response to the ACMA. The approach to market closes on the 26th of November, with a decision expected prior to Christmas. Before I go, I'd like to remind all operators that a series of special event call signs have been made available for Armistice 2018. Contrary to some earlier reports, these call signs are available for any appropriately qualified operator subject to ensuring the call signs are only operated within the limitations of the operator's qualifications unless, of course, an advanced operator is present and logs are maintained. Details on the booking process for these call signs are available on the WIA website at www.wia.org.au. That's a wrap for this week's board update. Thanks for listening and 7-3 from me. This is Aidan, VK4 APM. International
4: news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From New Zealand, new sample edition of NZART Break-In Magazine. New Zealand's National Amateur Radio Society, NZART, has made the January-February 2018 edition of their magazine, Break In, available as a free PDF. Yes, an old edition, but well worth the read. The magazine features the popular columns Digital Modes by Murray Greenman, Zulu-Lima-1 Bravo Papa Uniform, and Satellite Orbits by Alan Cresswell, Zulu-Lima-2 Bravo X-Ray. On pages 28 and 30, there's an interview with FT8 developer Joe Taylor, Kilo-1 Juliet Tango. Lithuania, Ham Radio, you can bank on it. The Bank of Lithuania has released a commemorative Gold 5 Euro coin featuring amateur radio satellites Lituanica SAT-1, LO78 and LitSat-1. The two CubeSats were launched to the International Space Station in 2014. Lituanica SAT-1 carried an FM transponder and a camera, while LitSat-1 had a linear SSBCW transponder developed by Papareko One Romeo Alpha Hotel. The face of the gold coin features the Lithuanian coat of arms, and as a stellar constellation with Lituanica Sat 1 and LitSat 1 on the reverse. News from Europe, they say that neon lights are bright on Broadway. They say there's always magic in the air. Lighting up the way for faster, safer comms in Europe is a scheme called Broadway. Europe is halfway into an ambitious project to deploy a cross-border public safety mobile broadband communication system. The Broad project has three stages. Broad map now finalised which covers the investigation, design and outline of the project's requirements. Broad way now underway being the pre-procurement stage where industry reviews the project's needs and the final system configurations are prepared. BroadNet, the final stage which will involve commissioning and operating the common systems. The present scenario across Europe is that there is minimal inter-country interoperability, old technology being just voice and short data only, 2G equivalent, and systems are vendor-locked. With this Broadway project will come a system better able to provide crime scene, search and rescue prioritisation and resource allocation. Coordinate communications with all entities involved in an incident and augment overwhelmed dispatch centres for major disasters by providing call triage, the better capability to scan social media for illicit activity and provide intelligence via drones, robots and cameras. Ian Miller, Executive Officer, ARCIA, has a great article on this in criticalcoms.com.au. Italy, Pizza, the 60-metre band it looks as if Italian radio amateurs have just been dished up a slice of spectrum on the 60-metre band. The piece they will be allowed to use 5.3515 megahertz to 5.3665 megahertz on a secondary basis with a maximum equivalent isotropic power of 15 watts EIRP. This follows the pattern set by many other European countries that have obtained similar allocations. United Kingdom, NRC now opens seven days a week. The RSGB is pleased to announce that the RSGB's National Radio Centre at Bletchley Park will now be open seven days a week, starting from this week. A trip to the mother country is not complete until you make this pilgrimage. Just ask Robert, VK3DN. RSGB members can download a free admission voucher to Bletchley Park from their RSGB website. News from the USA, ARRL says manufacturer's wireless power transfer for electric vehicles petition is premature. The ARRL is opposing a petition for rulemaking by several vehicle manufacturers that calls on the FCC to adopt field strength limits that will allow higher power wireless charging technologies operating in the 79 to 90 kHz range to accommodate what the petitioners call next generation wireless power transfer for electric vehicles comments filed October 29 by ARRL contend that the petition is woefully incomplete and inadequate in its analysis of consequent out-of-band emissions from WPT EV systems in the low and medium frequency ranges using upward of 11 kilowatts of power. Given the high power levels, ARRL said harmonic emissions from the WPT EV systems could be appreciable, with the AM broadcast band and amateur radio as potential interference victims. The issue is a World Radio Communication Conference 2019 agenda item for which studies are still underway. The petition quite obviously prejudges the outcome of WRC 19, ARRL said, stressing that the petition is simply premature at this point. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
5: AM Radio Operational News. It's contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. November 24-25, our next days out in the field. The VHF-UHF field day provides VHF-UHF operators with the opportunity to head for the hills and see how far and how many they can work. The field days have separate sections for single and multiple operator stations. The duration of the field day is 24 hours, but there are also 8 hour sections for operators who may not be able to camp overnight. Most club stations prefer to operate for the full 24 hours. The field days also generate plenty of activity from home stations. So there is a separate home station section. All contacts must be simplex. Contacts through repeaters or satellites are not allowed. There is plenty of ephemeral activity, but one of the features of the field day is a high level of SSB activity. Another option, if your station is easily transportable, is to operate from more than one location during the contest period. Again, dates for the next two VHF-UHF field days are Spring 2018 Sunday 24 and Sunday 25 November Looking ahead to 2019, Saturday 12 and Sunday 13 January the Summer VHF UHF Field Day. May 4 the 20th Harry Angel Memorial Sprint. July 20 Trans Tasman Low Band Contest. August 17-18 VK Remembrance Day Contest. Through the DX window, for those who missed the recent Christmas Island expedition by VK9XG, there is a further chance to work this semi-rare DXCC entity during November. Michael will be active as VK9XQ from the 3rd to the 6th of November. During the 6th to the 9th of November, Michael will appear as VK9CH from Kekos Keeling Island. 9th to the 17th of November on CW Ritty in digital modes on all bands again as VK9XG. QSLs for both call signs go via DF8AN, his home call. Janu says P9FYH is on the air Palestine until November the 11th. His QDH is Bethlehem and the call sign is E44WE. He will be mainly on SSB on 20, 17 and fifteen meters but will also try some ruty in FT eight. The HMS Belfast Radio Group have obtained the special call sign GB one hundred ARM to commemorate the one hundredth anniversary of the armistice that ended fighting in World War I on the eleventh of november nineteen eighteen. The call sign will be active to the twenty eighth of November from the Ridge Wireless Office on board HMS Belfast. During the month of November, Chippenham and District ARC will be active with the special call sign GB1WW1 to commemorate the end of World War One. Special call sign TM5PX will be active in all bands and modes until the 11th of November for the 100th anniversary of the armistice. Commemorating the 100th anniversary of the battle that marked the end of World War One on the Italian front, II3BVV will be on the air today until the 4th of November on the 80, 40, and 20 meter bands using SSB, CW and the digital modes. All QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the Bureau. amateurs in Belgium can use the OP prefix during November as part of the 100th anniversary of the World War I commemorations. This decision does not apply to holders of a call sign whose suffix contains only one letter. OP only applies to ordinary call signs with an ON prefix, not to the short vanity calls. Another war
6: station is operating from Perth, Here's VK6POP. The special event call sign, Victor India 6 Popper Alpha X-Ray, is on air from this weekend for two weeks, marking the centenary of the Armistice of 1918, ending World War I. The central part of the activations is a two-day effort based at Black Boy Hill, the site of a World War I training camp in the eastern suburbs of Perth, now known as Greenmount. This central activation is on the weekend 10th to the 11th of November, and will fall silent during the commemorative service at the memorial. WA Amateur Radio News holds the VI6PAX call sign, and the event at Blackboy Hill has been organised with the cooperation of the Bellevue RSL and the Shire of Mundaring, the owners of the reserve. Pax is the Latin word meaning peace. Blackboy Hill has been called the birthplace of the Australian Imperial Forces, where many thousands of Australians received their training before being shipped off to the war. The site was chosen because it was on the outer fringe of Perth and close to the east-west rail line. No traces of the army camp remain, as suburban sprawl caught up with it several decades ago. There is a memorial site which is flanked by schools and houses. In the period before and after the Armistice Day weekend, activations will occur as operators become available. Operators are encouraged to work from significant sites where possible. You'll find Victor India Six pop alpha x-ray on all the usual bands, single sideband, digital modes, depending on the interests of the operator. Activations will be announced via the usual online facilities and at our website vk6.net. WA Amateur Radio News has designed a QSL card for the event. I'm Bob VK6 POP. Poland SP. Special band stations SN100 with the suffixes IP,
5: JH, JP, PS and PW. Our QV until November eleven to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Poland's independence. Iran, EP A large group of operators including Vasily, R7AL and Muhammad EP2LMA will be active as EP6RRC from Shiv Island, Iran between November 17th and 23. Activity will be on a hedge of bands using CWSSB and FT8. For IOTA chases it's is AS189. QSL manager is R7AL. Whale 100 has been created to celebrate Latvia's 100th birthday. On the 18th of November 2018, Latvia will celebrate its centenary. Five different call signs will be used between the 1st to the 18th of November, with this Whale 100 prefix, one from each of four Latvia's historical regions and the fifth from the capital city Riga. These call signs will be operated by multiple radio amateurs from the related regions. Special awards for working while 100 stations on the different bands and modes will be issued. Records SA-50 distance record set October 24 Scott Richardson, N1AIA and Jerome Cure F4DXV completed a 5523 kilometer QSO between Maine USA and France this eclipses the previous record of 5,410 km set in 2017, with a QSA between MI6GTY and UB9UTJ. With an apogee of 704.6 km, the theoretical maximum range for SA of 50 is 5,676 km. A list of currently known satellite distance records can be found on the MSAT website. Also looking for help in establishing some new records are... Hayden, VK7HH, and Lee, VK2KRR.
7: Summer is nearly upon us, and you know what that means? DX. Yes, VHF and above DX. We're on the lookout for any VK stations who are able to set up a whisper station on 2 metres, or perhaps even 6 metres. You probably already have most of the equipment already at home. We'd especially like to see VK6s and VK4s set up for this summer's action. Whisper is being used as a means of predicting when propagation conditions are sufficient enough for SSB voice contacts on 2 metres. We have a number of stations in VK2, 3, 5 and 7 who are active on Whisper, and we are looking at breaking some long-standing VHF UHF DX records. Obviously a Yagi is preferred, but even a vertical, especially on 6 metres, should work well during these E openings. We'd love to hear from anyone who is willing to get involved. Or if you'd like more information, please do not hesitate to contact us via email at haydenph91 at gmail.com. That's haydenph91 at gmail.com. This comes with seven threes from Hayden, VK7HH, and Lee, VK2KRR.
5: News on the repeater front. Central Coast Amateur Radio Club will round the sponsors of the Yung Field Day. Run a mixed-mode repeater VK2 ROG1439.950MHz. This is connected to the P25 network. 91.5 Hz tone is required for analogue access and is highly recommended for receiving. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU, in England. From
0: Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Col, VK3GTV,
8: with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. First up, Final Frontier. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Contact Lost with U-Cube 1. U-Cube 1, the UK Space Agency's first CubeSat, was launched into space in July 2014. It completed its successful nominal mission 14 months later in September 2015. Since that date, The FunCube-based payload has continued to provide a transponder for use by radio amateurs and additionally 30-plus channels of real-time telemetry for STEM outreach and for use by schools and colleges. These downlinks have operated continuously on the 145 MHz band and more than 450 stations have supported this ongoing activity. They've uplinked the telemetry data to the FunCube data warehouse where it's stored and available for research. Just before midnight on Thursday, the 18th of October, the warehouse received a data frame from KB-6LTY in California. This is the last record of signals being received from the spacecraft, and since that date, careful observations have failed to detect any signals from either of the transmitters carried by the spacecraft. An early analysis of the last telemetry received has not shown any obvious anomalies, but this work continues. Although it's obviously sad for both the amateur and educational worlds to lose such a valuable resource, both AO73 Funcube 1 and EO88 NAF one continue to operate nominally, and JY1SAT and ESEO are expected to launch before the end of 2018. ARIS receives Yasme Foundation Grant. The Board of Directors at the Yasme Foundation announced that it has made a significant grant to ARIS, Amateur Radio on the International Space Station, in support of the Critical Infrastructure Fund. Yasme has supported this important upgrade to the ISS Amateur Station since the effort began and challenges other organisations and individuals to support it as well. As of late 2018, ARIS is the only non-commercial entity being considered for NASA's Deep Space Gateway program, indicating the importance with which the space program views amateur radio. Putting and keeping amateur radio in space is a significant expense and needs the support of the entire amateur community. IOTA, Islands on the Air. EL2EL-4, stroke a group arrives in Sastown, southern Liberia tomorrow morning, November 5th, with plans to set foot on Telangby Island, IOTA AF111-NEW, before sunset Monday, QRV on 40, 30, 20, 17 and 15 metres, using 100 watts. Other bands will be checked time to time, should openings occur. Mostly SSB will be used, with some CW and possibly FT8. You might be curious why they'll use the Stroke 4 in their call sign. Well, basically, they don't have to, but to emphasise, They'll be on AF111U. The group thought it prudent to distinguish this fact. But note if you work EL2JB, this will be their mainland station if there are delays in landing on Telangby or issues forcing an early bump out. Worldwide special interest groups QRP and weak signal communication. A Japanese satellite next year will use WSJT and 10 milliwatts to pioneer low-power technologies from space. Frequencies will be 435, 280, 437, 390 MHz up-down, 1K2 AFSK, 9K6 BPSK and 437, 510 MHz WSJT. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. Joining us now is Clive, VK6CSW. No doubt to remind us that tomorrow, being the first Monday of the month, it'll be time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's November Bulletin
9: to go to air. This month, as well as all the latest club news, we have talks on Archimedes and also on deafness. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. There have been some minor changes and additions to the broadcast schedule. Please visit the club website at www.raotc dot org dot au for a f- for full details but here's a summary of the changes only other schedules remain as before trevor vk3vg and hans vk5yx have swapped transmissions at zero one hundred utc trevor will transmit tomorrow's bulletin on twenty meters on fourteen decimal one five zero megahertz from shepperton Beaming north for East Coast listeners. At 10 a.m. Victorian time, 9:30 a.m. South Australian time, Hans will transmit the bulletin on 40 meters on 7146 kilohertz from Adelaide. In Western Australia, Chris VK6JI will transmit an additional bulletin tomorrow at 9am WA local time on 80 metres on 3620 kHz. The 40 metre and linked repeater transmissions at 10am remain unchanged. On Tuesday evenings at 9pm local time, the Geelong ARC will transmit the bulletin via their VK3 RGL repeater. All other schedules remain unchanged, but please visit the club website for full details. 73 from Clive VK6 CSW Thanks
8: Clive, and remember all details can be read in print in the text edition of this issue of WYA National News. And remember too, you can download all recent RAOTC bulletins from the club website. But above all, tune in tomorrow for the November Bulletin. From the old-timers to radio amateur young-timers, the Belgium IARU Member Society, UBA, reports 13-year-old Lana has passed her amateur radio exam. A Google translation of the UBA post reads... Lana blew 13 candles earlier in September and that she was very keen to get her licence was clear to everyone who attended the last general meeting. With great pleasure, we can announce Lana passed her exam with flying colours. Lana is the youngest Belgian on the air with the call sign ON3LNA. The UBA congratulates Lana and warmly welcomes her to our hobby world. Well done, Lana. Rescue Radio. hams honoured by Yasme Foundation. The Yasme Excellence Award is presented to individuals and groups who, through their own service, creativity, effort and dedication, have made a significant contribution to amateur radio. The Yasme Excellence Award is in the form of a cash grant and an individually engraved crystal globe. The Board of Directors of the Yasme Foundation is pleased to announce the latest recipients of the Yasme Excellence Award, Brian Mcchesney, K1LI and Michelle Gwinnard in recognition of extraordinary efforts on behalf of the Commonwealth of Dominica communities in the wake of the 2017 hurricane season. Their efforts included fundraising, delivery of communication supplies, on-site support and application of amateur radio technologies to support the relief efforts which continue today. Fred Kleber, K9VV-KP2 in recognition of Fred's leadership and technical skills that support the Virgin Islands emergency communications capabilities. Fred has been a key player long before Hurricanes Irma and Maria devastated the islands. He is hard at work today rebuilding and extending the inter-island communication systems, even after his own station suffered extensive damage. That's the latest worldwide special interest group news. I'm Col, VK3GTV.
1: Well, after a star-studded cast in today's WIA National News, just time for the social scene and two hamfests and a radio fest yet to come to complete our 2018 social scene. November 11 in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. November 17 in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest, Miana Community Centre. And the radio fest, it's the Rosebud Radio Fest, November 18 in VK3. Now till next we meet, I'm Graeme, VK4BB, Walk Softly.
0: From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.